This, this is Brock and Saul. Brock Heward and Mark, Matt, Marcus. Sorry about just Mike. Getting- Mike on Seattle Sports. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Heward, not exactly Joe Cap there in the pocket. Now here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Saul. <laughs> All right, rolling along here. Day, uh, final show anyway, before the Super Bowl. Still believe they should do it on Saturday. Don't you think? Yeah, who else do I see saying the game? Everybody Patrick? says that. Yeah. It should be Super Bowl Saturday. Yeah. Just do the game on Saturday. Give everybody the next day so that they can have fun at their Super Bowl party and not have to show up at work. Just make the game on Saturday. Or make Monday a holiday. You know, Super Bowl Monday. You know, either way. And that wouldn't help us personally, but, uh, you know, it would help a lot of us. We, we'd end up having to work the day. So it's not about us. It's not it could be us. a little about us. I mean, when are you going to learn that? It's not about us, okay? It's about your wife. It's about your kids. It's about Maura and Justin. It's about our listeners. It's not about us, okay? It's about everybody else. I tried to make it about the listeners earlier, and you were trying to make it about you and, and me. And I just what do you thought mean? that was wrong. We'll, we'll what do you get mean? To, we'll get to that at 730. You issued a challenge, and then you yeah. tried to drag the rest of us into it, which I thought was, you know, quite frankly, inappropriate. Just trying to have a little fun. I mean, is it just Maura and I at Top Golf, or is it you and Justin as well? And, no and, fun and, league. And Shani, just yeah. trying to have a little fun here on a Friday. Brock team activities. Goodness, yeah. yes. Do you not know the acronym, Salt? Team, together, everyone achieves more. Have I not taught you that yet? Yeah. Have you not got that tatted? Have you not got that tatted in Latin on your rib? (laughs) Together, everyone achieves more. Can you imagine if I had some sort of a tattoo on my rib, how quickly it would get covered up by hair? (laughs) I mean, like, it would instantly be gone. I mean, I could be completely tatted up under here, and you'd have no idea because it would all just be covered up by the I have decided if I had to ever get a tattoo, that's what I would do. Right on my rib. Team. Like yeah. like Adam giving up the rib. I, I would just whatever. Something Latin, some verse, something. You wouldn't have yeah. a you wouldn't have a verse? I would assume yeah, you'd probably, have a biblical verse. Yeah, probably a verse. Which yeah. one? Oh it's a good question. Something from Corinthians? Possibly. Brock, we yeah. can take you to a tattoo shop. And I'm sure there's an artist artist that somebody knows who's listening who could just put water in the gun just so you know what it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, really? You, you could just get your ribs. I did my ribs when I was like 19. And it was the worst. <laughs> and if you want to spend spend a bunch of hours yeah. doing that, I would love sure. to see how okay. see a tough I around. tried to get one there, and the <laughs> artist basically like talked me out of it. So I have one kind of on my hip. Oh, interesting. That sounds kind of painful, too. Yeah, I mean, it didn't feel great, Do we know more fine. had a tattoo? Is I don't this, think is I knew that. I did not know that Maura had a tattoo. Whoa. Two tattoos? Don't you have one on, like, your toe or something? You had a foot tattoo? Foot no. tattoo? What do you no. got? I'm not going to tell you. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, oh it's wow. a loose, it's a loose fast Friday. Wow. Three minutes in. All right. Well, I can assure you I have not. I don't like, I don't like this level of curiosity from you guys. You brought it up. What do you mean? You, well, we were talking yeah. about rib ones, and I said I didn't yeah. get a rib one because they were like, yeah, it's really said, bad. We didn't know you had any tattoos. You said you, you, said you had one else. on your hip, and then you <laughs> kind of made this tease about how there's one somewhere hey, else. We, go. we don't know hey, where you, it is. You ready for this? 866-979-377. No, Where are no, Mora's no, two no, tattoos? No, 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 and no. We're going to move on. Thank you. Block the text line. Shut it down. Let's move along. Brock, what in the world is going on with Jackson Smith and, or, with Jackson Smith and Jigba? Yeesh. 
This is day two of this story. Come on, Dave Pearson. Give him a call. Day Help two buddy now out. of this story <laughs> about him and Shane Waldron. So in day one, he's asked about Waldron on the Chicago Bears podcast. Right. And is like. He went to Jim Tom Sula. Right. He just couldn't say anything. Yeah. Yeah, good luck with that. So now he's asked about him again. And the first answer is, you know, a bunch of, of you know, nothing. <laughs> But the second answer, again, he can't even keep a straight face. What are the Bears getting in Shane Waldron? First and foremost, you know, just meeting Shane for the first time. Great human, um, great person to be around in the building. Um, always looking on the bright side, always trying to figure out, you know, how to win. And uh, just just someone, you know, I can respect. Um, definitely uh, looking forward to what he, you know, his journey in Chicago. Um, you know, it's going to be, you know, tough without him. Um, but we're looking forward to the future, ready for, you know, what's next for us. Offensively, what do you like about him as a coach? Offensively, I just like his uh, determination, um, you know, of just trying to score, just trying to get that ball in the end zone. Uh, <laughs> 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 Lord, uh, I'm, I'm good luck to Chicago. He's going to be great. He's going to be good. Um, you know. Sad that he's not in Seattle anymore. So he's there with Chris Alave. That's uh, who's laughing with him. Alave essentially couldn't even make <laughs> eye contact with him during it for fear that they would both start laughing. He did start laughing. And, and then eventually he, he did anyway. Did yeah. he say, Lord, good luck, Chicago? Yes. I mean, that's two days in a row. I mean, when Russ did it, he said, at least, Lord, we got Percy. What would he say? <laughs> Lord have mercy, we got Lord Percy. Lord have mercy, we got Percy. Yeah. Yeah, this is back-to-back days. JSN's like, Lord, good luck, Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, great guy, great person, and he is. He's a great human, super positive dude. I, I think he is smart, Salk. I, I mean, anybody that comes out of BBNN, you know, well-educated edu- and everything else. He did not else. go to BBNN, let's be clear. Well, coach to BBNN. For a year. Yeah, for a year. Good human. Just not much presence. Is in, in that, that's a group This now. is more than that. I'm sorry, Brock. It, it, this is not just he didn't have a lot of presence. You, you don't give that answer Command. to some – No. Command of no, his offense. No, Command, like, there's offensive coordinators are commanders. Sorry, man. There's more to it. If it's that, it, you give a little, like, yeah, you know, we, we you know, he, no. Sorry. He can't even answer anything. Like, all he can say is good luck. Sorry, man. That is beyond that. And and I'm going to continue to believe that, that whatever was going on behind the scenes this past year was maybe worse than we knew. Mm-hmm. I like it. Just there's too many little things that have bubbled out that make me think it's just the tip of the iceberg. And I don't have any proof. I'm not going to sit here and tell you like, oh, I know that X, Y, and Z went on behind the scenes. Although I've heard some rumblings. All I'll say is that when you hear Jackson Smith and Jigba answer like that, when you think about DK and some of the issues that he had, how right. mad could DK be? Well, I mean, you could Does spin it that way, too. Does a wide receiver hey. come up with that opinion entirely hey. on his own? That's right. You could spin it that way, too, now. Oh, I'm about to. Yeah, and you could say, hey, hold on a second. Here's an influence of DK. Here's a guy that, you know, yeah. is is making $20 million a year and has made it about him and has, you know, called out Coach Carroll and called out his board and everything else. And then we saw Jackson even get some penalties late in the year and lose his cool and Maybe that DK wasn't the best influence on Jackson. That he can't even say a nice thing about his coordinator, who, I don't know. I mean, didn't Jackson set the rookie record for receptions in Seattle? I mean, he got a lot of touches. He got a lot of opportunities. I mean, didn't DK and Tyler produce pretty darn well? I mean, can't you say something nice about him? And he can't even manage that. Yeah, I mean, how hard would it be to just say, yeah, you know what? He knows how to scheme guys open. Yeah. That's all you got to say. 
It doesn't even have to be true. Like, I mean, that's the answer, right? Like, hey, what can you tell us about him offensively? Oh, you know what? He just knows how to get guys open, and he just got a really nice sense for, you know, how to utilize people's strengths and get guys open. But he know, obviously couldn't years. bring himself look, to say anything I mean, like that. back-to-back years, look at Geno Smith. I mean, Geno Smith had a career year. Geno Smith came out of nowhere. Geno Smith's career was done, and Shane set him up for some pretty good success and, you know, a lot of explosive plays and, and you know, a lot of game-winning drives that Shane Waldron and Geno put together. I mean, do something. Give the man just a little bit of credit. Nothing. Yeah. So obviously there was something more going on, don't you think? I mean, and I and I do kind of wonder how that plays into now the next year. And by the way, does it play into this QB or this coordinator hire? I think this I, coordinator hire has got to command that room. He's got to command some dudes now. You think this is just command? You, you don't think it has anything to do with scheme? What I mean by command. to call plays? What or I, mean, play, I mean. That, that's all of it. What I mean by command is I am in control. I know what I'm doing. This is how it's going to get done. This is what I'm calling. This is why we're doing it. I'm in total control, total command. And I don't know, maybe even a little demonstrative. So that a DK Metcalf and, and the rest of the guys know, like, I'm in charge. I'm in charge. And this is, this is a plan that, that's pretty darn good. It feels to me like you better be very careful about hiring a first-time play caller. Mm. I said that before. I'll say it again. Now, is DK Metcalf going to be here? Maybe that changes some of that equation. You know, what, what the whole thing looks like. You can go with a rookie court. I mean, there's other factors to that. But if this is the crew, I think I myself would be very mm. leery of hiring somebody that is never coordinated and never right. called. So shots. what is the latest on the coordinator position? Because there was once again, no news yesterday. We sit and wait. We did hear some opinions, play you some of them next. It's Brock and Salk, Seattle sports on 710 com. Need to know 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. You know, it's funny, Brock, when you make decisions in sports, right? You always get to see the other sliding door, what could have been, right? Jordan Brooks or Patrick Queen. We're mm-hmm. going to be talking a lot about that, I'm sure, this offseason. And uh, Devin Witherspoon and Jalen Carter, that argument is not going to necessarily go away. Both had phenomenal starts in their NFL career. I don't know whether I would say the Seahawks should have done it differently. I think they're very happy with what they got. Yep. But yesterday, Carter finished second behind Will Anderson for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Devin Witherspoon fourth. Yeah, and I put a ton of stock in that, to be honest with you. I, I, that, that's not my my judge and my gauge. Yeah, Jalen started out red hot. I, I guess so did Devin to a degree. And yeah. unfortunately, Devin got a little bit nicked up, and the team just unfortunately just could not could not finish. You know, he had a, a, an interception called back because of penalty, some of just those huge splash plays that you need to make. You know, that if you're going to win that award, you know, look at the guy I won it, Will Anderson. You know, get, wins the division, gets to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, you, those certainly things helps. Tend, it certainly help and yeah. tend to follow. And frankly, had Philadelphia not fallen off a cliff and they continued to win, Jalen probably wins that thing. So back-to-back years, you've got a finalist, though. You got somebody, you know, Pretty a good. year ago, it was Woolen who finished second. This year, you got a guy finishing the top five. Let's hope that this guy does better in year two than Woolen did, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba and Zay Flowers is another one, right? We kind of talked through those two throughout the course of the year. The Baltimore rookie might have had a better regular season on the field, mm-hmm. but he melted down in the playoffs, really cost his team badly, and now he's being investigated for domestic violence. So we'll see where that one ends up. And as for Jackson, as we said, he, uh, is, you know, what? 
<laughs> we'll probably stop making the rounds. Maybe they're going to call Bounty and just say, hey, whatever hey, it is. Yeah, whatever he's getting paid here. I think here, we're we'll, done. We'll cut the rest of the check. Can we just... I think we're done. Can we get him off radio, bro, please? What are the Seahawks going to do for an offensive coordinator? It's clear that at least one of their wide receivers was not wild about their last one. Uh, Dan Graziano on with Wyman and Bob yesterday. The one name I keep hearing connected, which is a guy on the Lions coaching staff named uh, Tanner Engstrand, who's their passing game coordinator. I think he's a name to watch. I was sort of through the process was told he'd be a name to watch wherever McDonald ended up. And um, I think Chip Kelly is definitely somebody who's in the mix. The Seahawks kind of have their process, right? Like they go through their process and, and they're going to stick to it. And, and even if there's like a favorite, they're going to interview everybody. They're going to interview everybody for the exact same amount of time uh, and ask the exact same questions. And, uh, and they feel like that's the right and fair and smart way to do it. So uh, at this point, you don't have a lot of competition, right? Like there aren't a lot. I think most of the, the coordinator hires have been made. I think they have the ability to kind of do it at their pace. Just as Mike McDonald, Dan Quinn, two very different candidates, Tanner Engstrand and Chip Kelly, about as opposite. Hmm. You know, just from an established standpoint, an age standpoint, an experience standpoint, a time on task standpoint, all of those things. But if Tanner is just a wonder and a whiz and young and dynamic and can control and handle the room, then Mike McDonald, I don't think, is going to be afraid to go young as well. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be Eric Bieniemy though. I, I heard Bumps mm-hmm. yesterday saying that, you know, he was still intrigued by Bieniemy, and I know we get texts about him all the time. They had Craig Hoffman on from the Team 980 in D.C. This would be the thing that would worry the hell out of me if I was you guys in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Is he's incredibly stubborn. Now, he's smart. I think he's well-liked in a lot of circles, but he is very, very stubborn and very, very, I would say, hard-headed, which sometimes can be good, sometimes can be bad. But with a young head coach in McDonald, like, that would really scare me, the, the personality conflict there. And there was definitely a lot of conflict between him and some of the other coaches on staff here at D.C. It's a lot of conversation about conflict mm-hmm. when it comes to Eric Bieniemy. Yeah. Yeah, we could have asked Joel Clatt about that yesterday when mm. he was a coach and Joel was a Colorado, and conflict would have been a nice way to say it. Really? Yeah. He was a coach at Colorado when Biennemi was there? Uh, no, Clatt playing and Biennemi. I was going to say, okay. I, I, I yep. was going to say, I didn't mm, think other that way Clatt yep. was, was older was, than Biennemi. Uh, volatile. He was young. He got into some some challenges off the field as right. well. And I think that slowed down some of the process. But yeah, man, he is uh, he's a stubborn guy. He is a stubborn character. It didn't work great. Unfortunately, with Ron Rivera, he took that risk. He kind of waited. I think he had a few other coordinator opportunities over the years interviewed i don't know about six million times for a head coaching job so there's got to be a little something there whether it's stubborn whether it's conflict just relating to people and that to me does not feel like the culture here in seattle here's the second thing you need to well, we're getting close to uh, finally playing this super bowl game of course on sunday do you think we will get a arrest the night before the super bowl brock a player arrest Ooh. ooh. If, you had to, if that was a prop bet, would, that you, was a would, you, prop would you bet yes or no I'm, on that? I'm going to say no on you that. You don't think we're going to get an arrest? I don't think so. That's no. kind of too bad. Now, has there been stuff going on this week that might have got brushed under the carpet or rug? Oh, you think so? Well, maybe a little something. Have you heard something? No, not quite an have arrest. Have you heard something? Not quite an arrest, but maybe, I don't know, a little disorderly conduct or something like that. Really? Maybe. maybe wow. Maybe. All right. Well, that would be Just, fun. Speculation. Just uh, speculation. We got the uh, we got the Hall of Fame class announced last night. Julius Peppers, Devin Hester, Dwight Freeney, Andre Johnson, Patrick Willis, and then uh, Steve McMichael and Randy Gratish are the two uh, veterans. Yeah. What, what you make that's a pretty good group it is a good group i don't have it's any kinda, issues with anybody in yeah, that group I think over the last few years we've started to see this all it is a group that 
Like, I can see the paces. Mm-hmm. Like, whether preseason games, regular season games, Dwight Freeney, a teammate of mine in Indianapolis. How about that? Do you realize Did you think all... he'd be a Hall of Famer when he was your teammate? Uh, he was pretty darn unique, yes. Yeah, he had, a, he had a sense of discipline and routine that was, even as a rookie, he had gone down, I remember this so vividly, he'd gone down at that time, there was a, a nutrition center, like, testing your blood mm-hmm. and, and then putting together diets for your blood. And he literally ate steak and sweet potatoes every single day for lunch. Wow. Every single day. And oh, by the way, after a game on a Monday, wouldn't mind squatting 465 for reps just to get the lactic acid out. <laughs> kind of built differently than the rest. Is there anybody on that list you would have taken Antonio Gates over? Probably. Devin Hester? Pro- probably, yeah. Number one pass catching tight end. Yeah. Touchdown-wise in the history, top five and all. Killed that longevity. it in next year, I would think. But Help change I, I mean, Julius position. Peppers, Dwight Freeney, Andre Johnson, Patrick Willis. I don't think I can say that he deserves it more than any Probably of those Patrick guys. Willis. He had a longevity that was mm-hmm. in what he did to the game and like an Urlacher. In Willis's time, as line, there were some, you know, Keekly and Urlacher. There were right. others. There were others. I mean, it was Gates and Tony Gonzalez. That was it. Yeah. They were difference makers. Yeah, that's a good point. You know what? You convinced yeah. me. How about that? Uh, Cam Hayward also beat up Bobby Wagner for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. I'm not saying Hayward doesn't deserve it. I'm just saying Bobby does. And that kind of bummed me out. And congratulations to uh, Lamar Jackson. He's the MVP once again. Here's the third thing you need to know. Kraken will get back on the ice finally tomorrow. They had a really long all-star break. Teams have been playing for a couple of days already. And now they're going to go across the country. They'll play in Philadelphia. Long road trip. Good quality opponents here. So you got about a month before the trade deadline. And they're going to have to, like a lot of teams, show that they are worth investing in if they lose and don't end up sort of in playoff position, you're going to start to see, you would think, some deals the other way. And I was reading Rob Simpson yesterday pointed out that one guy you may want to watch in that scenario, unfortunately, because he's one of my favorites, is Jordan Everly, because he would sure look really good on a team that is looking to add one more piece before trying to make a Stanley Cup run. Yep, interesting. Yeah, not easy competition. You know, the schedule through February, March, mm-hmm. I just kind of took a look at it. See, as you said, just quality team, much quality team. I think you get to kind of late March, April, you get the San Jose, you get, a, you know, some of the Coyotes a couple times. Yep. But, yeah, this stretch, not a lot of not a lot of gimmies along the way. So you're going to have to go out and play well. That's a hey, question uh, for you. Yeah. All right. That's everything you need to know. Yes. Question for me. Question for you and more and Justin. So next year's class starts yeah. to get to some of these Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Marshawn. Did you see that? Yeah. Marshawn, Earl. Earl. Do you think Earl's got a chance no. to be a Hall of Famer? I do not. No. No. Clayton always said it's so hard for safeties in general, and I I think he's maybe Feels like Felix. Feels like Felix, where in his height, you're like, are you kidding me? Absolute Hall of Famer. Like, if he could just continue this Mm -hmm. for another few years, if he could have gone to Baltimore, Salk, and played, you know, at a high level for a few more years and made a couple more Pro Bowls and all Pro, like, yeah, he's going to do it. But unfortunately, the tail end, a little bit like Felix, just came off the rails and just did not sustain yeah. as long as some of his peers at that position were and didn't have quite the downturn unfortunately Marshawn Marshawn's a hall of famer I mean if 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 dude in Denver and I've always and I'm sorry I'm blanking on his Terrell name Terrell Davis if Terrell Davis is a Hall of Famer, Marshawn Lynch is taking Hall of Famer. Yeah. If, if Curtis Martin is a Hall of Famer. I mean, like. Yes. Yeah. Marshawn Lynch is a Hall of Famer. Yes. And, you know, I this is also where personality, I think, probably plays a little role, right? And Marshawn Lynch was bigger than the game. I mean, like, that's part of it. I will continue. I don't care what the rules say. When I hear the word fame put in the words Hall of Fame, mm. that's important to me. It's funny you say that. When you say I, personality. I believe in fame personality unfortunately and, and i hope the pettiness and whatever of some of the media does not get in the way of this 
you know, because he was not one that really connected with well, those voters. Anybody who does not put Marshawn Lynch into the Hall of Fame because he didn't talk enough during Super Bowl week is got to they've really got to reconsider the way they're viewing well, this. Well, he thing. had that disorder, right? He had that. <laughs> yes. I forgot really about shy. that. You yes. know what? My bad. I take it all back. <laughs> Speaking of disorders, Brock, I don't know yeah. what you're doing. You what? must have some sort of a disorder what do you mean? to to challenge the queen. Come at the queen, you best not miss. Brock's going to try it next. It's Brock and Salk, CL Sports on 710. <laughs> You're listening to Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. Brock's going to come at Mora. I can't believe this is happening. I, I he, he texted this yesterday, and Justin and I were immediately shocked. Right? Yeah, I, I I sent the eyes emoji, or no, I like the the cringe face emoji. Like, oh really? Why? Why? Why me? Uh, so Mora, as you know, dominated the uh, Seattle sports uh, playoff po- uh, bracket. picks bracket. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and won handily, going away, of course. Not that that was a surprise to anybody. And Brock has been smarting from that. Nobody else cared, but Brock has been like really, really kind of. Upset, bothered. I mean, he's trying to give more of her flowers, but at the same time, he's like clearly been bothered. So don't you dare put me in the same camp as Bob. Don't you do that. They're trying to divide us, Brock. See what's happening. Brock said he wanted a shot. Is my mic on, by the way? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. (laughs) Okay, good. Gosh, I was trying to listen to that bumper music, and he just kept talking over it. Brady sent me the whole list. Told you last time he needs to hear that full. Secondly, don't you dare. Don't you dare. I don't care that you're sleepless in Seattle. I don't care that Gertie's keeping you up all night. I don't care about any of that. But don't you ever dare put me in the same camp as Bob Stelton. I'm not. Bob cares that he lost this playoff so do you. bracket. No, I don't. You've talked about it more than anybody else. I'm just not afraid to compete, Salk. Okay? I'm not afraid to compete. Always. And I thought it'd be a good team idea, good team build, good radio. We haven't talked much about the Super Bowl. Uh, Brock, so I got a bunch text, of prop bets. And- I want another shot at the champ. Yep. That's I, right. I, I I want another shot at the champ because yep. obviously we all know Mora won the seven ten playoff challenge, mm-hmm. says Brock. Mm-hmm. You want another shot at the champ? Yep. You got it. Prop Good. bets. Let's go. How many? We got five? Wait, Justin, you did yours too, right? He was back here marking things down. Yeah, no, Justin, just, no, Justin's no, gonna no. read them. I'm reading. Oh. Justin's got five prop bets. Yeah. And he is gonna you guys are going to choose sides yep. on these. In the loser Monday sings. Loser sings. Oh. Well, it's going to be a little tough because we got Mike McDonald. Loser Tuesday sings. <laughs> Tuesday song. Loser, Loser sings. Loser Tuesday right. sings. I'm setting the scene here. And the, the winner little... ch- and the winner chooses the song. An upbeat Usher song sure. since you're going to be hearing this sure. on Sunday. So, yeah. Brock, you were worried. Is it going to be all slow music? No. Or was it Salt that was worried? Is that's me. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember this me. song? No. Oh, okay. Fine. Actually, yes. Yeah, of course. Everybody knows this song. All right. First prop bet. This is Usher. This is Usher. Yes, it is. <laughs> first nice drop job. bet. Thanks. Yep. Will there be a score in the first six minutes, 59 seconds? I checked yes. Me too. Okay. Okay. You guys okay. Hopefully Blame. we did some of these differently. Blame. We did. I just looked at your picture Blame. and my picture. There's enough difference. <laughs> okay. Next one. Someone's going to score. These are two excellent offensive coordinators going to yeah. scheme some success. Seven minutes is a long time. Oftentimes, though, the Super Bowl starts slow, right? It, Where, it, like, it the team's kind of... Yeah, everybody's kind of hyped up. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, it, like, explodes in the second or third quarter. That's all you need to feel goal. 
helps when scores. And any score counts. It's not a touchdown. So, so it's after any knowing score. that the other person has said yes, do either of you want to change your bet nope. there? Nope. No. Okay. Just wanted to give I you a chance. Okay. All right. Are we doing that? No. Doing. No, we... <laughs> We Ron put told him me into I had to bookies. send him mine in the commercial I was break. giving you both the Major opportunity. Nope. No, yeah. no, no, we put him into the bookies. That was the quiz master. There are five total bets here. So All right, number two. Jersey number of the first touchdown score. Will it be odd or even? I actually had like a specific jersey number picked, and then I realized it was only odd or even. <laughs> I was going to say, say Isaiah Pacheco. Oh, um, so okay. I'm going even. She's going even. Okay. What number is he? Ten. So I pulled out my boards. I have my guy. I mean, I, I took the serious song. Clearly, I know you're yeah. trying to beat the queen. Yep. <laughs> so I have my dude send me boards to God, FedEx yesterday with yes. the whole oh. rosters. God, you're a loser. So you know what it turns out? You know what it turns out? 49ers are basically all odd. Really? Not a shocker in the Bay Area. Um, Brandon Ayuk, 11. Juan Jennings, 15. Debo, 19. Christian, 23. Brock Purdy, 13. Hmm. Kittle, 85? Kittle, 85. I mean, they're all odd. Other than use check, and uh, you know, you never know. Use check might get one. I mean, they are odd, odd, odd. Elijah Mitchell, odd. Chiefs, almost all even, other than Kelsey. Kelsey, I think, is the only well in, in MBS. Yeah. Yep. Um, just someone Watson, on the 49ers scoring Richie or Kelsey Rice, scoring is a pretty good bet. So Pacheco. Mm. So, so what are you going with? <laughs> I told you, I went odd, bro. You went odd. Yeah. Tomorrow went even. You went odd. Okay. I went odd. All right. That's question number two. Question number three. Mm-hmm. Will there be a score? In the last two minutes of the first half. Yes or no? You have to say yes to that. Yeah, right? I just yeah. feel like someone's gonna at least kick a field goal. That's I the said most yes. obvious yes of all time. Do you even get like full credit for that? Oh yeah, like <laughs> minus one eighty. Somebody's what you can miss a field no goal too, and somebody kneels it out. So you nah. could you could then it has to be a touchdown, just a score. There. So yeah. Moore and I both said yes. So the only one we're different on right now. Okay. Okay. She took even. Okay. That was question three. Uh, it's really, really going to decide everything. No, no, right no, now. no, no, no. And that's There's the... two left. Okay. Yep. And that's the Next first question. touchdown. This okay. one, this one's a passing yards question for Brock Purdy. Uh huh. Over or under two hundred forty-seven and a half. Ooh. I went under. I went over. I thought he was going to get right around two fifty. I think he'll go mm. slightly over. Mm. Two forty-seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Or that one would worry me. If I were you. Yeah. That secondary is pretty Now, the, the difference is maybe they play from behind as they've done the right, last two to, yeah. playoff games, right? Yeah. They have had to, they've had to they chuck it. If they play from behind, home. they might as well go home. I don't know. All right. Final question. Mm-hmm. Total rushing yards question. Yeah, this is one I talked to my bookie, man. Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> yes, Christian McCaffrey over uh-huh. under 90 and a half yards. Rushing, correct? Yeah. Rushing yeah, yards. Rushing. 90.5 over under. See, I think Vegas is trying to get you here because this feels mm. under, 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 under. Uh, I took the over. Ooh. 90 and a half is a lot okay. of rushing yards. Yeah. She gets 100 like almost every game. Okay. So, so Maura went over? She went over. So there's, yeah. a, there's the three differences. You're okay. going to take the under on that? got me. So we, we got, no, 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 no. You never know. But that one just, that one reeks, according to my bookie down in Birmingham, <laughs> he said that one reeks of Vegas trying to get you. Or like, could you just clarify, Birmingham. when you say that you have a bookie, yes. do you just mean you you know somebody who does yes. gambling? Yeah. Or is this actually somebody you use to place bets with illegally? This is, I don't have a bookie. Okay, I've never I just bet just in my sure life. Are clear, for the record. But my buddy Lance down in Birmingham makes right. a living doing it. Okay. Yeah, so but he's, he's not a bookie either. No, 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 no. He's okay, just well, a, yeah. he's uh, a, you throw around words like that. I think people might Oh, I got to clarify? Yeah. 
Uh, okay. Probably for the best. I like more, I have multiple also. tats. This like could we very clarify. well be different than a playoff pool. I think you might have me here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, 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 that is the one in particular. More, that I just don't like your bets. Smell right. I told I you, be, I don't I gamble. Be clear, I don't like your bets at all. That's fine. You yep. went over on Brock Purdy and over on uh, Christian McCaffrey as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Plus the even odd thing. So I feel went, like you're on the wrong side of Brock history. Went under on both of those. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did. I did. So what happens? So more, what do you think you're going to end up singing? Yeah. <laughs> Brock, you get to this choose not, the song. This is not good for me because you're terrible. You're terrible at March Madness. You're terrible in the oh, playoff. Yeah, you're terrible idea. at these things. Awful. So yes. Yeah, when you think and you feel this strong. Absolutely <laughs> awful. That's true. I should feel good about that. You should feel great more. You will almost definitely win. Yes, you probably will. Chattahoochee's a good song for either of you. Yeah. That's a fun one. Chattahoochee? Yeah, uh-huh. lyrical. That's fun. Yeah. Hmm. Uh-huh. I, don't think, I don't think I know that. You do. You Alan Jackson? Oh, yeah. You know it. You hear it, you'll know it. How's it go? Oh, we'll way find out. On Tuesday. <laughs> is that the way down yonder one? Yeah. Way down yonder? On we don't use the word yonder in this show. <laughs> I can not tell you. How much that I'd, like to, I'd like to put out a rule right off the bat that we a don't use A couple people saying yonder. loser should have to sing a Mike McDonald song. Oh, that's oh, a good idea. That's, yeah, actually, that's better. Yeah, y'all will be there, maybe. <laughs> y'all will be there. That would you, got be a, you, you got a feel for this one? You got a sense for Do you have a rooting interest in this one? You know, is I... Is this one of those things where, what is it, the Super Bowl loser, the hangover, all that? You hoping San Fran has that, and it's the, the demise of all these stars, and they start to pick each other apart, and maybe there's a, a yeah. horrific ending of the game that Debo doesn't get the ball, or they're trying to feed Christian McCaffrey, or... Ten, you know, nine years ago, are you kind of hoping for that debacle for your 49ers? Root, I think I'm rooting for the Chiefs. Are you? Not by a lot, but I think I think I'm rooting for the Chiefs, and for the world's dumbest reason too. Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, I knew it. I think that's my reason. Really? Yeah. <laughs> And I, I, I'm not. I mean, it's partly because of my kids. My kids are super into it, and they're really excited about Taylor. I wasn't rooting for the Chiefs uh, in the AFC Championship game. I was rooting for the Ravens because I genuinely like the Ravens. I like watching that team play. Yeah, I like yeah. Lamar Jackson. Like I had a rooting interest. That's the AFC team that I probably root for more than any other right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. But I. Yeah, I think I'm going to be rooting for the Chiefs. I'm torn, man. This one's I'm really torn because I root for greatness. I love it. I had no problem with UConn women winning 10 championships. Like they set the bar, like go chase greatness. Right. Don't make it. Don't whine. Don't make excuses for what you don't have. Don't do that. Go get Gino Oriam and go get him. Go attack him. And certainly South Carolina and Don Staley has built, you know, the next elite program mm-hmm. that's lost like one game in three years. So I tend to chase greatness. I never thought, Salk, in our lifetime, we would ever see, ever see someone challenge Tom Brady and get to as many Super Bowls, win as many Super Bowls. I mean, right. Mahomes has a chance to win his third. Yeah. I mean, his chance to go up there with like Aikman in Montana, and he's 28 years old, dad bought and all. So I kind of, I find myself rooting for Mahomes, but on the same token, I love McCaffrey. I love Purdy. I love that Purdy is Mr. Irrelevant. So on both sides of it, right? You know that I love yeah. chasing greatness. On the other side of it, I love a redemption I think story. I, I think I, I also love can't Mr. stand McCaffrey so much that he's he he really, really helps me root for Kansas City. Yeah, I really don't like Christian McCaffrey. You don't like Christian McCaffrey? Not at all. Really? Nope, not even because? at all. I don't want to get into it. I just don't like him. Oh, interesting. I don't know that I could have a good reason that I could tell you here on okay. the air. Right. Just one of those things where sometimes people rub you the wrong way. You love Debo, and though. I do love Debo. If they win, I hope it's because of Debo. How's mm-hmm. that? That's mm-hmm. that's all I'll give you. If the Niners win, I hope it's because of Debo. Uh, Tony and Yakima has a good uh, text suggestion here for if, if Brock loses. Yeah. yeah. You should have to sing the Cougar Fight song. 
don't know it. Oh. <laughs> Great answer. Ron, you don't know the words song? to any of the songs you sing. I think it's the same. I think it's the same like on Pialop. I think they have the same. Really? Yeah, I believe so. You can check me on that. Somebody else sang Toby Keith songs. Yeah, that'd be good too. Mm. All right, It's good. It should be good. Uh-huh. It should be fun. We, should, I, we could let the people vote. We could come out with the top five, let the people vote on what they should sing. Brock can do an epic poll uh, to, to yes. ask people yes. what song. The nice thing about doing this okay. is... Yeah. It just kind of gets people maybe a little more involved. Right. You know, there's a little rooting interest. Those that want to see the queen continue her rule in her dominance. Well, you're the one who said you root for dominance. You root yes. for you root for, for greatness. That. So yeah, you should be uh, kind of rooting against yourself. Or do you want here. basically me, Mr. Irrelevant, the other Brock? You oh, know, my like God. <laughs> 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 so, Mr. Irrelevant, uh-huh. Brock yeah. Heward. Yes. Yeah. That, here you that, go, Brock. That may be the first time that's said. <laughs> Same as the Pew album? Okay, here we go. You're just like Michael Jackson, man. The way you really like yeah, use humming to really put all of the music together. It's basically hey, you and MJ. You worry on the about same the lyrics, side. Lionel. Okay, and I'll give you the I'll give you the beat. <laughs> Let's do some Blue Eighty Eight. This is Brock and Sog's Blue Eighty Eight. Blue Eighty Eight. We take you to the field as Brock Heward breaks down three football questions as only he can. Now here's your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Saul. Yeah, let's play to some of Brock's strengths, like answering questions about football rather than singing. Uh, Jake Laser mm-hmm. was on with Pat McAfee, and they were trying to get to the bottom of why Pete Carroll is not here. Here's some of that conversation. They forced his ass out. Big time. What, yeah, we've been reading the tea leaves, football. Jay. Jay, yeah, we've been reading. Schneider. Schneider didn't. Because it wasn't football people, is what Pete Carroll said. Who was it? What did Pete say? Who pushed Pete said it wasn't football people. He said in his radio interview, he said, like We're me trying to explain. It wasn't Snyder. Mark. No, he's a football uh, guy. Think, we know that. I think it was an over, I think it was a, a bigger, a bigger picture thing. So it wasn't, a, but Pete Carroll did not know. He it's was, not, it's not, it wasn't Josh Snyder's decision. No, but Pete did not know either. When he was walking in, I mean, he had no idea that was coming. No, I don't think Pete knew. Oh, wow. There wasn't My a feeling God. throughout the year at all. Any kind of like inkling like, hey, this feels different. No, this but is I weird. Think also, I think, but things have been going kind of in that organization the last few years. Right, they've both been kind of up in the air. Even after they signed contracts, they're both kind of up in the air of what's going to happen over here. So I no, I think that I think that one came from the top. I do too. I think it's Jody Allen. I think that's right at the very, very top. We've talked about this a bunch, Saul. I, I think Jody Allen for as Jay said the last couple of years, and Pete has alluded to that with us. He's alluded on the air, maybe a little bit off the air, that it is she's challenging, man. She she is an owner is following in the footsteps of Paul Allen that built this thing, mm-hmm. took him to two Super Bowls, took him to mountaintops never before. And you know she wants to carry that legacy and she's going to be demanding and wants them back. That's why I said to you over the course of the season on on our little text chain, like, bro, this is not a good look on national television. When you get embarrassed like this and you mm-hmm. get beat down like this and you're, you know, and Jody Allen is watching this and she's feeding it and she's sitting in there as I did on that final home game and there's 25,000 terrible towels like this. This don't work now. Uh-uh. You're kind of losing some of the steam here. And and he's had to fight in the year before Pete had to fight and say, no, 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 no. You know, give me another year. Give me another opportunity. Beat San Francisco. Give me these young guys, all of these rookies. And she gave him a, a second year. 
And when it was a regression and it was a step backwards, I would agree with Jake Glazer. It was Jody Allen driven to make this change. All right. Question number two. Speaking of trying to uh, figure out who's at fault, how about what happened this past year in Mm. Denver with Russell Mm. Wilson and Sean Payton? A guy with somewhat of a connection to both. Drew Brees was on yesterday. Pro football talk. Pro football talk. And Drew, Mm -hmm. Drew, of course, played all those years for Payton and is a hero of Russell Wilson's. Here's what he said. If Pete was... Gino's biggest supporter in the building. That I think John Snyder has been Drew Locke's whoa, biggest whoa, supporter. I was wow. like, geez, Drew Brees sounds like Brady Henderson. <laughs> Have you ever, I've never noticed that. <laughs> More Justin, did you, that sounded just like Brady. All right, hold on. <laughs> hold your horses there, buddy. Here you go. Look, it kind of it kind of played out the way I thought it would, honestly. Look, I think Russell has a skill set, and I think Russell is still going to be able to go and have a great you know, rest of his career right. um, elsewhere. As I watched them play this year, it, it didn't feel like the timing, the rhythm, the tempo was that I'm used to seeing right. in, in a Sean Payton offense. Right. And I know those are the hallmarks of the offense. That's the standard that, that has been set. Right. And By so, me. look, I don't know the inner workings. I don't know what's happened behind the scenes or anything else. But I know that, look, they, they've got a talented roster. Yeah. They'll continue to build that. They've got an ownership group that's going to provide whatever resources they need for Sean Payton to, right. to win. And I know this. Sean is an excellent communicator, and he is an excellent orchestrator of, right. like, here's what we need to win. Here's the culture. Here's the standard of excellence. Yep. And now it's plugging the pieces in place yeah. to get that done. I think bottom line, honestly, the hay is totally, Sims was all in on Drew Brees, wasn't he? I'm just laughing at Drew Brees being like, well, that's the standard that was set yeah. by me. That's like, right. Who else ho- played for Sean Payton other Super- than me? Super Bowl winner and Hall of Famer. Well, Sean right. Payton did it in Dallas as an OC. I know, Tony but Romo, like, when he's, he's saying that's the standard that was yep. set, he means by himself. Bottom line, football. Okay, just from a football 101. Mm. Sean Payton's scheme and system and play calling attacks all 53 yards. It attacks the whole field. And I think he got driven crazy this year by Russell's inability to attack the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. I've listened to Stink talk about this a lot. Mark Schler, you know, makes his home out in Denver and, and has a morning radio show that was one spot behind us um, that we compete with and everything else. And he said, golly, you watch Drew Brees, you know what he threw? About six different daggers a game. You know what a dagger is? It's a 15 to 17 yard in route. Right? Sometimes it's a, a quick skinny post, but many times you hear Dagger. Dagger is a West Coast clear out, 15 yard. Here comes the end cut. You got to throw it on time. You got to throw it to that hole. You got to trust it. You got to see it. You got to anticipate and be willing to throw in the middle of the field. And that's not Russell's game. Right. That's not his skill set. That was never his skill set. He is a outside the numbers, he is a creator. I still think he has a skill set in play action, Salk. And I don't think there's a better team for Russell Wilson moving forward than the Pittsburgh Steelers. And if you're Mark Rogers, you better do all you can. You better accept a minimum deal with incentives to go to Pittsburgh where they got big old running backs, where they got a good old line, where they got a dominant tight end, where they got George Pickens that can run go routes and post routes and throw and hit bombs down the field and the defense that knows how to play. Russell Wilson, if he wants to get to that Hall of Fame and resurrect that talk, better find a way to get to Steel City. Go find a way to actually play to your strengths. All right, question number three. Well, Joel Klatt may not have been (laughs) willing to hear some of my concerns about J.J. McCarthy's arm strength, but Uh what is the... what is the buzz right now about McCarthy? Yeah, yeah I uh, th- saw this from a few of the different kind of media reporters down there on Radio Row. And, man, today, by the way, 
is the fun day of Radio Row. Like the Friday before the Super Bowl, it is buzzing. And Vegas is alive. Mm-hmm. Buddies and friends down there hosting shows and doing it. I don't know if it's New York City 2013, but it's it's a pretty electric Radio Row. And what you're hearing is that the scouts and the teams like J.J. McCarthy a whole lot more than the media does. <laughs> and the media likes Penix and Knicks a whole lot more than some of these teams and the NFL evaluators. So that is where you're you trust more, the media or the scouts? Uh, I, I, Seriously. Le- serious question. Serious question? I, I would trust the scouts okay. in the organization. Really? More. Even as Brock Purdy plays in the Super Bowl? I would. And that was obviously a huge miss. But look at the number one picks over the years. And, you know, the, the number one and the top five guys tend to you know, at least have careers and sustain careers. And there's a lot of guys outside of that that just don't ever even really materialize. Mm-hmm. So I would tend to agree with that, Salk. And I could send you. And here's the deal. This is the truth. Like to cut cut between you and Joel yesterday, if you watched a 10 to 15 minute highlight reel of JJ McCarthy over three years, just his highlights of so 15 minutes of, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 different games, you'd be like, this dude's unreal. But when you watch the semi in the final, I get it. He held the ball, he squeezed it. He did not put the ball in harm's way. He was late on everything. He hesitated because he did not want to turn the ball over at right. any cost. But when he needed one drive against Bama in the fourth quarter, he made it. I, by when, the way, I'm not anti-J.J. McCarthy. I want to be clear. Like, I, I think he might be a really interesting player. But if there's one thing I'm concerned about, it's what does he look like when he has to throw the ball down the field on third down? Yeah. How does he look on that 17-yard dagger? He can throw. Oh, he can throw that. He can throw he, a dagger? Oh, yeah. He'll throw a dagger. Stab one right in your back. And he'll run. And I liked what Joel said. And frankly, as we figure Geno Smith out next week, this will kind of be maybe a question for Mike McDonald on Monday, too. Geno Smith, comeback player of the year in 2022. You know what he did, Salk? He got you third downs. He got him with his legs. He got him with his creativity. He moved. He got you a lot of third down conversions. The 2023 Geno, not Mm. nearly as much. J.J. McCarthy, if you want a third down guy who understands the game and when to make those plays and win games and facilitate and do all those things, there's a reason those scouts and teams are starting to like more and more of what they're seeing. All right, there you go. That is today's Blue 88. That um, felt good right there. Man, it, that felt good. That was some good Blue 88. Gosh, yeah, you got yourself good. back on track, I yes. think, after uh, where after things what? had uh, started, after to, what? started to go. I don't know, I'm just, you know, in general, I think. Uh, you had told us there was a possibility we might talk to Kurt Warner today. Any chance that's going to happen? Or I do think, we think so. He's... Maybe in our 9 o'clock hour. Okay. He told me he was, you know, it was a late night on the honors, and he's going to try to get his rest. You know, okay. you're an older guy. you got to get your rest. I get that. I have a t- I have a question for him, but I think I, mean, I might you need to run it. Crying out loud. Well, I, need, I might need to run it by you first oh boy. to make sure it's okay. Because here's the thing. You know what? I'll do it next. So I got a, uh, I'll ask you about Are we going to play Howdy's thing too? Well, I was just going to say. I have a text here that says, ironically, that Drew Brees clip was from a podcast talking about investing in foreign diamond mining companies. What a perfect intro for the guy who created something great for us that I will play next. It's Brock and Salt, Seattle Sports on 710.